Electronic Specifier. Okay, so hello and welcome back to Electronic Specifier Insights. And today I'm joined by Sean Dorsey, who is the Senior Technical Artist at the QT Company. So hi, Sean. Thanks for joining us. And how are you doing today? Hi, Paige. Doing well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. Almost Christmas. Right, right. <laughs> okay, so start us off, please, with just a brief introduction to yourself and your background. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm located in the U.S., in the state of Michigan, where, you know, where we see a few cars come out of. As a senior technical artist, I'm responsible for our design studio product, uh, where I get to help our, you know, our users create advanced interfaces uh, using modern 2D and 3D techniques. You know, in my background, right out of college, I had a degree in design engineering and I worked for a jet engine company and uh, decided after about two years of sitting in a cubicle, peering over the walls of my colleagues, that that really wasn't the life for me. So I went back to school and you know, took that risk and I received a, another degree and this one was in more of a 3D visual effects and animation. And it was it was at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. And you know, that launched my career into this world of amazing CGI technology. And since then, I've had the pleasure in working with you know, startups and large companies integrating emerging tech, if you will, you know, such as augmented reality, virtual reality, WebGL, 3D animation. I can keep going, but you know, really exciting, you know, to be part of this world. Definitely. What a fantastic space to work in. And it sounds like the risk you took of going back to school paid off. Oh, 100%. Yes. So tell us a little bit about the QT company. Sure. You know, QT based in Finland, you know, division of Nokia, you know, back to those phones that we used to love. QT is used for developing graphical user interfaces. GUIs is another term for that. And it's a multi-platform application that run on all major desktop and mobile devices, as well as embedded devices and screens that would you would see in today's production vehicles. Okay, fantastic. Now, today we're going to be talking about some of the fantastic technology you've just mentioned, sort of namely virtual reality, and what role that's playing in the automotive sector. And we're also going to take a, a look at sort of how user experience experimentation, what's going on with that. But to start off with, can you tell us about the current technological shift that's happening in the automotive industry? You know, I've often heard it described as you know, cars are becoming more and more like our phones. Is, are you finding that's the case? Yeah, and you could say that it's already happening. But yes, I do see cars becoming more and more like our phones. You know, we love our phones. I have two sitting you know, right next to me. You know, because we can create our own experiences and obtain services through apps that make our lives easier. You know, it's really not difficult to imagine that cars would eventually come with some basic operating system that allows us to customize with you know, paid services and features to make it truly feel like our own. And much like our phones, those features and services we adopt, those travel with us you know, as we purchase future vehicles you know, in an ongoing basis. So essentially then, like a mobile phone, having a car will mean that users or owners will pay for its usage on an ongoing basis, you know, like a subscription over a certain period of time. And this must be placing a lot of importance on the user experience, as obviously that's what's going to drive brand loyalty. So what role will designers play in maintaining the user experience to ensure customers continue to subscribe? Yeah, that designer role comes 
increasingly more complex because that persons will always need to be, I would say, two steps ahead of emerging technology and especially how to integrate it properly. You know, if you look at some of the new features in the cockpit, you know, most notably now is this large touchscreen in the center of the car. And we've got this photorealistic 3D rendering of our vehicle. Matches the wheels, paint color, like you know, that system known as the Advanced Driver Assistance System or, or ADOS. And that's portraying real-time feedback in the environment, on the road, uh, parking assistance, uh, lane assistance warning. You know, it can it can show us if we're drifting lanes. It can show us if other cars in the area are about to collide with us. It's really quite phenomenal, uh, you know, what's happening. How do we evolve that? That's really something that's always on my mind. I feel like it's the brands that can build off of this with the adaptability. That's what's gonna keep customers coming back and continuing that brand loyalty throughout the years. Yeah, definitely. And that sort of leads me nicely onto my next question, with, you know, which is how are you seeing designers experiment with the user experience in order to drive that brand loyalty? Yeah, we will, at least I believe we will continue to see brands balance out the focus between exterior and interior. And I don't know about you, but if I think back to how I used to go and shop for a vehicle, we'd drive to our favorite dealership. And if we liked what we saw from the exterior, that would you know entice us to walk up to it and look inside it and see if that would work for our purposes. It feels like now designers can perhaps uh, look inward out. And what I mean by that is you know, create this innovative experience that can be customized with a more user-centered approach. Let's provide buyers to shop from the comfort of their home, which you know they're already doing. That's nothing new, but that's still that exterior focus. Now let's throw on a, on a VR headset. You know, which they likely already own. You know, these are you know fast coming, very popular in homes. You know, the kids probably already own them, but it immerses you into the cockpit where they can get a very early sense if this is worth pursuing further. And do I like what I see here? All right, I'm gonna go over and you know and actually sit in it, sit in the vehicle and you know, see if it's something that I wanna pursue. And regarding the roles, we're seeing a lot of new roles open up in these automotive brands and you know, titles are changing. We're seeing things like human factors engineers and UI UX designers and, and game designers. You know, it's, it's no longer gaming companies. We're you know, bringing game designers to design elements in our vehicle because that's today's focus is on a lot of games. And, and so that shift from engineering first to perhaps design second, I feel like it's becoming more balanced and a little less siloed. So with all of this experimentation going on and all of the, you know, the new technologies being deployed in the automotive space, how important is testing before all of this actually goes out, you know, to, to the consumers? Extremely important. And at QT, we've acquired several companies that specialize in testing our software. But if you look at it, you know, even in just a visual matter, again, being immersed into an environment that simulates a lot of these factors it is a game changer. And that's where virtual reality fits nicely. VR can put us in this unique environment to test safety features without actually being on the road. Inside the cockpit, 
We can iterate design changes on the fly for areas that may be difficult to read or interact with. And that's extremely cost-effective because it happens before anything goes into physical production. I can recall, I'm going to date myself, but about 15 years ago, I was involved with a major home product retailer and they were introducing this eye tracking software where you literally put on a bike helmet and it had cameras taped to it. And you were staring at a large screen, projection screen, and it it simulated a, a storefront. And the camera were focused on tracking your eyes, looking at products on the shelf. Everyone that wore that helmet was providing data. And that helped the company decide how to brand their products to stick out amongst the competitors. Now, today's VR tech can do the same thing for vehicles and provide that feedback to designers and engineers and drive those changes that are potential safety issues. You know, it's it's less, I shouldn't say it's it's less, but it's, you know, looking at it both ways. You know, sure, the visual through the VR is beautiful, you know, every release, but let's use the data to provide some more intuitive feedback to guide the designers to alleviate those safety risks very early on. And speaking of feedback then, how important is it that designers and developers and, you know, perhaps different parts of the design cycle, you know, how important is it that they come together to look at design from every angle, you know, to make the process more agile? And how do they go about achieving that? I presume virtual reality can help with that as well. Yes. <laughs> Great question. And actually here, a rather painful workflow almost daily from a majority of companies where we're designers and we'll use automotive as an example. You know, these designers are off designing and, and wireframing in these 2D asset creation tools, you know, like a Figma, which is extremely popular design tool in, on the market. And they spend weeks, months, years making that design look exactly how they want it. And they're also creating additional documentation to tell their developers, you know, exactly how they want to function with things like animations and transitions and visual effects. So now I've got two separate buckets of information. And so they pack it all up and send it to their developer. Developer goes off and does their work. Fast forward now to perhaps a design review. And oftentimes the developer had to make decisions in the code that altered the designer's intent, or it doesn't function like he or she may have thought was documented quite well. Now, unfortunately, due to shortened deadlines, that designer may not get an opportunity to make adjustments again. And now they're deviating from the designer's intent, which is really not a great workflow efficiency. Why? Question is, how do we make that better? Well, first off, they should be connected together from the start. The term collaboration comes to mind, and that's key and they should be able to see each other's work. You know, Figma, which is a, a tool I, I mentioned earlier, it does a great job with this, you know, as anyone can access the design from a simple web link and provide feedback. And so there is really no breaking that chain uh, or a workflow. The next phase of that is continuing the collaboration as the design evolves from Figma into you know, perhaps a more functional interface with some logic attached that can be tested on hardware or in virtual reality. And that's where QT fits nicely here into the workflow because we're streamlining that process. So can you give us some more examples of how virtual reality is being used in the automotive space? I mean, I'm thinking particularly here of an application involving you know, motion sickness in autonomous vehicles. 
Yeah, the motion sickness is an interesting topic. And I'm someone that gets motion sickness when I try to read on a plane or a car. That old trick of looking out at the horizon doesn't exactly apply because in VR, you are completely immersed. So you don't have that view of the real world to connect with. I believe it was Apple that I was reading about recently that was granted uh, a patent for developing a solution that no matter which way you're facing with a headset on, that peripheral environment would track and match the motion of the vehicle. So you're, you know, you're no longer, your brain isn't doing something different than perhaps your eyes are focusing. Sounds easy when you summarize it that way, but, you know, fingers crossed it all works out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, well, you know, if we do have a future where we're all riding around in autonomous vehicles, you know, motion sickness is, it doesn't affect everyone, but it's a big part of some people's lives. So, you know, if we can fix that, then fantastic. So in particular, focusing on the safety of vehicles, how is virtual reality, you know, being used to enhance safety settings in cars? Yeah, one example that I've seen that I really like is this simulation for young drivers. And they have this setup where they sit person in a physical vehicle and they have a steering wheel and and everything, but they're in VR setting and it simulates a bunch of distractions like emergency vehicles, passenger distractions, you know, someone yelling at you from you know from the back seat, and most especially texts coming in from our phones. A lot of important feedback that can be provided you know to designers that are you know, creating our, our cars of the future. In regards to how virtual reality will perhaps enhance that safety, we're always going to see increasing things, you know, realism of the environment, that'll continue to unfold, make it more and more realistic, but also other elements. We're seeing a lot of you know, haptic feedback elements, Ready Player One video games now starts to come, come into the fold where we get these haptic suits, gloves that'll provide even more information instead of just visually. You know, back to your point, I, I think we're still a ways from being comfortable in a fully autonomous vehicle wearing a headset. But I do think this is where perhaps AR or augmented reality and displaying content on our windshields, you know, augmented reality is that balance displaying 2D content in a real world environment. You know, displaying that on our windshields could be another example of how this tech can be used to build safer vehicles. Yeah, good point there. And I understand that Ford has used QT to take the testing of a new feature inside its cars into the virtual space. So can you tell us a little bit more about that application? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. With the design studio product that I work on mostly, Ford took what we were promoting and we were using you know, a popular tool and that Autodesk creates, Virtual Reality Editor of Red. And what they did is they streamed the, the user interface out of Design Studio right into a game engine, a Unity or an Unreal. And this allowed them to throw on the helmet and test all the screens while driving around in this simulated parking structure. It was really advantageous because once they had countless members of their team provide this feedback and do design iterations, tweaks to the design, they could just continue right into production as opposed to just using this as reference material and eliminating the double work. And that's really an advantage of the QT product is you know not doing double work continuing on because we're providing that whole content structure of design and code at the same time. 
And following on from that, can you walk us through then what it takes to design, develop and deploy a digital cockpit with QT? Sure. Give you my best, my best pitch. Yeah, QT being that end-to-end multi-platform software solution covers all three of those phases, you know, design, develop, and deploy. The designer, when they start out in a tool, Photoshop, Sketch, Figma, they can bridge all of their assets right into our design studio product, which will match exactly what they intended. It doesn't have to be reorganized, no double work there. And design studio provides an interface where they can continue to do interactions, animations, transitions, add in 3D models. And that code that is being developed and created automatically while they're animating. And then developers can peek into that code and collaborate with them much earlier on and streamline that process. You know, there is no passing it over to them and waiting for a design review. They're collaborating much earlier on. And now that they've had an early peak in that, they know what's coming to them. When the designer is done, the developer can just take it into our IDE Qt Creator and immediately start to build on the logic, the, you know, the C++ code, and less perhaps on the visuals that they either don't have time to do or really just not as interesting as it is to a designer. You know, the next piece of that is testing. I mentioned earlier, like we have tools, you know, Frog Logic and Squish. Those provide proper testing of the entire UI. And once that's successful, it can be deployed right then and there onto the target device of the vehicle or the, or the product. Fantastic. And in your opinion, then, what does the future of this space look like? You know, how do you see virtual reality technology growing? Yeah, I always think back to this ad that I saw must have been around 2018 or 2019. It was the hollow ride. And the person in the back it was set up on this road trip with their parents looking out you know, through the windows, just kind of in a daze. But then they threw on the VR headset and it transformed everything into this cartoonish looking environment, which also gamified the experience. And, you know, game, gamification can't be taken lightly. It is something that will continue to evolve. And that experience just was so enlightening because, it, again, you're... You know, you're changing what used to happen inside the vehicles. And, and I know after going on a recent road trip with my girls, they would love to make everything rainbows and unicorns instead of looking out you know, at, at nothing. So they're totally on board for that. No, but, but seriously, you know, we're, we're hearing this term software defined vehicle in the automotive industry quite often. And find that, that means that the vehicle can manage its operations and add functionality, enable new features through the software. That plays a huge factor in user experience because say now we are at the point where autonomous vehicles are widely adopted. And now we as drivers in the driver's seat can feel more comfortable throwing on the helmet and it can transform us as well into this completely new environment where instead of driving, we're perhaps catching up with family and friends on our way home from work or, or jumping back into our favorite game. You know, it gives us time to do the things that we truly enjoy as opposed to this monotonous, you know, commute from work to home or, or home to work. Definitely. I think I will definitely be utilizing it to take naps in between journeys. 
<laughs> you and me both. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it's certainly a very exciting space to work in. And I think we're all looking forward to seeing where the automotive industry and this type of technology takes us in the future. But before we wrap up, is there anything else that you'd like to add? I don't think I have anything else to add. I just want to say I really enjoy listening to others on this podcast. And you know, thank you for providing this platform for us to speak on on our passions. No, you're very welcome. It's been a pleasure having you. And yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Electronic Specifier.